the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the hosts and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. All right. Well, I am not Milton Glick, but this is you are not Mil- Milton Glick. You are an imposter. Imposter. I'm a poser. A I'm a. Pose. I'm a. I could be a hoser poser because I'm from Canada. Oh my God! Do you have gotten Milberger's Gardening South Texas? I'm Barry Bess, uh, filling in for Milton Glick. Uh, Milton will be back tomorrow, but with me, I have two of the most expert gardening gurus in the entire state of texas wow and i was told you to say that, that Kevin? yeah we that's isn't that what we told him he had to say that's, oh, oh, that's what i'm saying that. dr jerry parsons uh-huh. dr calvin finch and we are here at millburgers uh, landscape and nursery and if like i said last week if you're one of the six people and actually it's seven people in san antonio that have never been to millburgers 1604 in Balverde Road. It's um, on off of two. If you go on 281, you go east on 1604, Balverde Road, right next to the Valero. You can stop by the nursery. We'll be open until six tonight, and we're here till two, gentlemen. What another gorgeous day we have in South Texas. I almost got hit by the terror train. train oh, oh yeah, that that's going to go it by. Looked like, it looked like to, Roger was just waiting for you yeah, to I, walk on the path. I had to jump over in the bushes. He's yeah. kind of like revs it, vroom, vroom, waiting uh, for you. <laughs> and usually he's a raven maniac screamer, but yeah. uh, but he was real quiet for waiting for Jerry to get on the path and just missed him. Just by just that much. If you have a question for uh, Jerry or Calvin, and because you don't, if you have a question for me, I ain't going to answer it right. Uh, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. If you're here at the nursery, you can come on by and you can ask your question live on the air. So oh, live, huh? Live and in color. Oh, my god. Did goodness. you see that gift that's behind you that yeah. uh, Trace left for you? I saw that. It's very nice. It's green. <laughs> what is it? Uh, I have a lot of plants that are green, too. Trace said that... Uh, uh, Jerry doesn't think that color is green. Oh. I don't think. Looks like it. It's hard to sell a green ornamental in San Antonio anyway. So, so what do you think? Are you saying we like red better than green? Well, we like color, yeah. some color. Just a little bit. A little bit. And pumpkins. Maybe that, maybe that one blooms or something. We must like yeah. pumpkins because uh, I've never seen so many pumpkins in my whole life. Oh, we? yeah. Millburgers. And uh, some, some, ugly ones and, and, and there's kids, kid size. There's some yeah. perfect ones out out over here for decorating. 
Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. They've got a ghost lot of them. pumpkins. So too. if you haven't gotten your pumpkins for ha- Halloween's, what, three weeks away? Four weeks away? Three weeks away? Yeah, three Come weeks. on by Millburgers. we got a whole lot of them going on here. Three weeks and four days, maybe. Yeah. Oh, right up to the minute. So, three again, weeks, if you have questions, call now. Lines are open. 210-308-8867. Here comes the train. There he goes. All of the... Uh, He's had a full, full load every time. Winter color plants are here. Um, the ornamental kale and ornamental cabbage is really, really some nice specimens. And if you haven't used them in a while, they're kind of, they're kind of neat. They're really disciplined. I always think of when I see them in planted in rows in beds or in borders. I think of a formation, a soldier, a military formation. They're always so uniform. Most of the other plants uh, that provide winter color have uh, blooms and they're a little less disciplined in their growth. Then the, the cycleman is here too. Uh, unbelievable. Now there's oh, looks like there's one more back. row there. <laughs> They'll eventually have six rows. I can see two full rows already. You, you need to come bring the kids to look at the pumpkins ride the train and uh, just... The pumpkins are riding the train? Uh, they can. Oh, okay. And uh, they can t- take a look at the cycleman uh, you can wait a little while if you want to to, to plant them. They they uh, do do well when there when there's no not much chance of a warm spell coming up. Uh, what else, Jerry? There's petunias out there and uh, dianthus. Zanias. Uh, am I seeing some pansies too right there in the end? Aren't I? Is that yellow yeah, right there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, think pansies are are starting. They're also a little. Uh, you got a, a long period of time when you can plant them. Okay, I have, a, I have a, a hypothetical. Well, I guess it's not really a hypothetical question for both of y'all. If there was only one plant that you could plant for the winter to, you know, that was the only plant you could, what is your favorite? What would be the one that you would pick, Jerry? That Fancy. was just one plant. Fancy. Yeah, and I, in the old days, I would have picked rocket snapdragons. Um, right now, I've got a tie between the rocket snapdragons and the uh, cyclamen. So why? Well, cyclamen, unbelievable color, as you can see. They're mm-hmm. full sh- the shade. They, they do just tremendous in the shade. And rocket snapdragons, cut flowers, intense colors, really large uh, plants that make a real show. And why for you, Jerry? The pansy yeah. can take... take Take un- unpredicted cold. So you're thinking it, more it for hardiness the, rather than. And it, and it blooms all the time. Okay. Yeah, every once you they they've been bloom when you plant them and they're in bloom yeah, until all the the, now when May, end of May. When I moved here to San Antonio in like what was it 1994 95? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I was here. You couldn't plant any because you had the caliche or whatever it was, and you could only go. How do you? How do you garden in South Texas when the soil, like where I'm from in Canada, it's like rich soil. You can don't have to worry about that. Yeah. I I like when I when well, I'm ours house, is rich about two inches down. Right, but how do you get anything to grow? I, I could never when I when I owned a house, I could never get anything to grow. Not uh, what well, I'm terrible at gardening. Two, two distinct strategies. Number one is uh, you know if you're doing vegetables or cut flowers, we're talking about. Raised beds. You just you make an artificial, and you, it's real intense gardening. You can 
you have good soil so you can plant them close together. But the other thing is that when we're getting more skillful at it is uh, you just pick and choose the plants that only prosper in that kind of soil, and there's a lot of them. It's surprising mm-hmm. us. And then Jerry is one of the first ones to advocate this um, strategy or tactic. Pick a small specimen and plant it, and an adapted plant will find its way if, if there's any if there's water, moisture. And so often we, we see this time and time again. A person plant, picks a Texas red oak that loves this soil, a small specimen, and then somebody picks a, you know, 25-foot specimen, and oh, the little yeah. one will catch up and pass it and grow because it's easier. It gets, it gets it's adapting adapted. itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there, there's two. And then you, you, we think of, oh, there's only a few plants, but actually there's a lot of plants. That well, I see just, so many different plants just here yeah. right in front of me here at the nursery that, you know. But. Yeah, well, usually with flower beds and vegetable gardens and things like that, you have to go with a red raised bed or mm-hmm. build up your soil uh, over the caliche rock. Right. And yes. the heavy clay, which are every year in. But uh, it, it, it's, it's difficult uh, for people from the north where they, where they have deep soils and even from East Texas. Why they have deep soils? It's uh, this garden is tough. Mm-hmm. Over yeah, you have, yeah. To, you have to be dedicated. Growing, that's what growing is yeah. tough. You know, Barry, that we get the same amount of rain on an average on an average in San Antonio as you get moisture in Canada mm-hmm. or Minnesota. Be, uh, but of course, it's much more predictable up there, and then right. you then you have a soil that can be six feet with organic material oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and so and then down here we get these gully washers and don't know if we're going to have rain for eight months and we get 12 inches over a short period of time and there, there's no storage in the yeah, soil the, okay, yeah, we can't go anywhere we get the same we get the same amount of rain but it's only in five ten minutes yeah <laughs> and it's, it all ends up down at the coast yeah, oh. yeah. well luckily a lot of it ends up in the aquifer yeah that's true you know, but right. a lot of it does go down to the coast yeah that that's the saving grace is the Ed, edwards aquifer fills up fast and we now, can pump it up now the edwards aquifer you bring that up and there's always the thing we get into um the water ration i know we're the we don't it's call spring. it water ration what do we call it we call it uh, conservation. Yeah, we call it. Uh, <laughs> we, we call okay, it, uh, so ever, ever, ever since I've been here twenty some odd years, there's always the talk about, oh, you know, the aquifer's drying up. The aquifer's drying up. It's not drying up, is it? The aquifer. No, it it, it gets to a certain level, and then the the springs quit flowing, and the endangered species are threatened. So we. That's kind of the level that we won't get it below. We won't let it get below. Um, and we blame, a lot of times we blame the endangered species, but the folks down downstream in the New Braunfels and San Marcos with their the spring flow, they they are not interested in having mm-hmm. the springs quit flowing because they re, rely on them. So, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of water. We never get below a, a basic level. There's a lot of water still in the aquifer. But there's such, such key 
levels where the springs quit flowing and the, and the, and the endangered spe and the species that sur survive in the springs are endangered. So we have to be careful not to so pass there. So do you think that maybe there should be um, not year-round restrictions, but maybe instead of waiting until it gets to that level, we all just all year round just know that you have some kind of a restriction or we just wait until we get to that point well we've gotten kind of a we've got to a good point now because we we re realize what we have to do and we realize uh what point that is and then that that's the neat thing it doesn't do us any good just to quit pumping because it's the water's going to run out run out anyway we just we just let it go get to a certain point and then we just take some legitimate uh, drought management me methods. We just use less water until it rains again and fills back up. So Kevin, it's, Kevin lived through that. Uh, yeah, that was, that, I did lived it for uh, 10 years. What, <laughs> what's the lowest you've ever seen the aquifer get to that it was just like, yikes, level? Was was uh, something, tw was it 612? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah I think so. 612, all the spring, the springs quit flowing, mm. and uh, they had to save the endangered species. That was, that was, uh, it may have been before I got here, but it was right, right. sometimes, I think Jerry had been. In the 50s, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, wow. you're right. It was 50, 50 maybe, maybe 56 or something. So that, that was the lowest level. And so now we have management and cooperative agreements that would would take action that'll never get that way. And so, we, so Jerry, um, uh, I know you're not a meteorologist. I'm not. But have you seen? Have we seen a lot of changes in the weather patterns here over the last few years? Like, because when I moved down here, I was told we get most of the rain in like uh, February. February is a rain the rain month in San Antonio. And I know with her, the hurricane that came in and now we get it. But it, do you see a pattern change in the rainfall we're getting in San Antonio and South Texas over the last few uh, years? Every year is different. Why do you say? Why, why do you think that? It's erratic. I know that because I've been here for 40 <laughs> yeah. years. Okay. Well, and then, then the statistics back him up. Yeah. You, you, you can't predict. But you can't. You, but, can, you, can have an, you have an average month level, but... You know, the the chance that you're not going to get the average rainfall in a month is huge. Mm -hmm. Where if you're up in um, Canada or in Minnesota, you can expect the average level to occur every year. Right. You know, just the statistics are just completely different. So planning, uh, planning is a, a different story yeah. down here than it is up there. Yeah, that's for sure. And then, you know... And back home, you know, you get the snow all winter, and that in the spring you get, you know, that's going to revitalize, and you're going to get the moisture from the snow. Right. Uh, I've never seen, okay, what was the year that it snowed here, and there was somebody that was cross-country skiing in front of the Alamo? 1985, 86, something like that? Yeah, I think so. Something that like was, that? Well, it was Jerry and I aren't that old. We don't remember that. <laughs> I wasn't here. <laughs> I was in high school. Yeah, right. Back then. I was. I was in high school back then. That's the biggest snow we've ever had. Every yeah, day. and that, that's the only, and it only stayed for like, what, a day, day yeah, and a half, yeah. something like that? I remember I saw, the, one of the first postcards I ever saw from here was this guy cross-country skiing in front yeah. of the Alamo. 
We, that's misleading. Yeah. I've got here an Look 89, and we've, we've had snow since then. I don't know if it stayed all day, but we had some snow fall. Yeah. Now least. you get up there, Dallas, and that and that stuff. Yeah, it'll stick up in the there. North, up in the north country. The north country. You know, somebody always said uh, Texas doesn't. Uh, Texas ends. There's no. Uh, Texas ends at 1604. Nothing north of 1604 no, is considered no, no. Texas. <laughs> but I think that's changed now. Um, we've got a couple of minutes before we take a break. Uh, you can get on the line right now. 210-308-8867. Join us here on Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Yeah, Kev, Kevin's uh, article in, in the, today's paper is very good about uh, feeding the San Antonio birds of fall. And he talks about uh, hummingbirds and have the. Have you seen any ruby throats? Come I've seen ruby throats. Okay. But I haven't seen any rufous hummingbirds. I keep expecting them. Uh, and we got and we've gotten a lot of. But I haven't seen as ma- many males, either black shinned or. The Calvin can tell on the fly whether they're male or female. Uh, they're relatively easy because. Of Males have color on the chin. Really? Oh, oh! I thought it was something. Else. <laughs> Boy, you'd have to have really good eyes to see that. <laughs> yeah, with, with my thick, gla- thick glasses. Yeah. Um, our buddy Trace is going to come on here after the break and talk to us a little bit. So let's take that break a little early. Get on the phones now. Two ten three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I'm Barry Best, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch here at Millburgers. 1604 on Bulverde Road. You can come on out. The nursery is open till 6 today. We're on the air till 2. It's Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. Now, there's all kinds of great stuff leading up to Halloween right now at Millburgers. For instance, right now at Millburgers, you and the family can get some great pictures taken in the pumpkin patch. You can walk through the amazing hay maze. That's right. Millburgers' famous hay maze is up, and it's just a whole lot of fun. There's all kinds of scary stuff all around the nursery. And you can enjoy the terror train all October, Saturdays, from 10 to 2 and Sundays from 11 to 2. Right now you can enjoy the moon bounce. Always fun for the kids. And then mark your calendars because Saturday October 28th and Sunday October 29th is Millburgers big celebration with face painting and a balloon artist Saturday and Sunday. The employees Halloween costume contest where you actually can win big prizes just for voting. Go learn more at MillburgerNursery.com That's MillburgerNursery.com to learn more. Everyone is talking about fixed index annuities. Are annuities good or bad? Will you lose money or make money? Is your retirement nest egg protected from loss? Tune into Robin Hoppus and the Big State Financial Show at its new time, Saturday mornings at 9 and Mondays at 8 to learn more. Or you can call Robin at Big State Financial, 210-373-6000. It's the Big State Financial Show, Saturday mornings at 9 and Monday evenings at 8, right here on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, remember the mortgage meltdown of 2008? Have you tried to get a mortgage since then and been turned down? 
Or maybe you haven't even tried because your credit score is stuck at 585 or your tax returns have too many write-offs. Well, Cash Call Mortgage has great news for you. We've just introduced programs for people who've been told no. And what's doubly exciting is that we can solve your mortgage problems with no closing costs, no points, title, escrow, and no fees. Wait. Cash Call, are you saying you now have credit and income-solving mortgages with no closing costs? Are you kidding? You heard right. A credit or income-solving loan with no closing costs. Call 855-875-CASH and we'll work with you to solve your mortgage issues. Make the cash call at 855-875-CASH. First Mortgages Impact Mortgage Corp. BBA Cash Call Mortgage. One City Boulevard, Orange, California, 92868. NMLS 128231. Equal housing lender, not licensed in all states, not available in Washington State. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing, terms, and restrictions. That's 855-875-CASH. Are you an answer seeker? Join the club today. Find the link to join at the top of the page at 9.30 a.m. The Answer. When you join, you'll also be part of the Birthday Club. Make sure to tell us your birthday so we can celebrate your special day with a free gift basket waiting for you at Southwest Exteriors and an oil change from Belden Automotive. Join the club today at 930amtheanswer.com. Sponsored by Belden Automotive and Tires and Southwest Exteriors. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors, we get the landlord off your bottom line. Jim Milberger starting in South Texas. I'm Barry West, sitting in for Milton Glick, who will be back in this chair tomorrow, along with me, of course, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. 210-308, I said 308, 210-308. 8867 will get you here on the show on the phone. If you're at Millburgers or coming to the nursery, 1604 and Balverde Road, if you're here before 2 o'clock, you can walk on over and ask your questions of uh, Jerry or Calvin. Again, get on the lines now. Open lines, 210-308-8867. Trace is back. Yes, sir. See, I told you he'd be back. Yeah. What? Uh, what's... New in the nursery, I see you got the big uh, new CPS. Yes, Bro. sir. Uh, CPS is doing the uh, green shade tree rebate. Um, we do have some copies here, but you can apply uh, online on their website. And it's exactly the same as, as what they've been doing in the past. You a total of five trees on one property, um, and you get $50 off your bill by planting a tree. It's a specific list of trees, and it's got to be in a specific place in your yard because they want you to. Their whole concept is to shade your house, reduce air conditioning, reduce your air conditioning bill. So they want you to save money, and they don't have to provide as much electricity to accomplish that. So it's a win-win. 
We don't want to end up like California. And they, uh, the, their tree, tree list includes all the ones uh, recommended think, trees that yeah, we have, plus some weird. different ones. Plus some, <laughs> some harder to find. So Anakwas, which we do have. Arizona Cypress, which we have some varieties. Ball Cypress, which we have in certain sizes. They put Big Tooth Maple on there. That's, that one's a hard one to find. Bur oak, that's real commonly used. we got plenty of those. Cedar elms, chinquapin oak, lacy's oak, live oak, mesquite, which we actually do have a, a few. Uh, Mexican sycamores actually become very popular oh, yeah. nowadays, so that's, that's a, on there. That's a fast grower, too. Uh, Mexican white oak, which is commonly referred to as Monterey oak. Uh, Montezuma cypress, pecan, Schumart red oak, Sierra red oak, Texas ebony, which I've probably never have can i and, i just can't imagine that being a shade tree <laughs> I, I have a hard time too uh, it te- unless it's on t- maybe it shades from up on the top of the mountains there and then down there i don't know and uh texas walnut which i don't think we've ever been able to get any that's good <laughs> that you don't get any i had a customer bring a, a one of the walnuts in off of one and we had a hard time figuring out what it was. Oh, and they're hard. It, it looked more like it an a, English walnut. Looked more like a kiwi yeah, than anything yeah, else. That's yeah, and they're uh, hard to manage if you can get them to grow. Yeah, um, but the, the shade—I can't imagine you riding much shade. Yeah, and a lot of those are are interesting trees, but some of them aren't, aren't the best shade trees. But the good news is that all of the good shade trees are included there too. So. And Milberger's has them. And then you have that list for anybody that comes in. Right, or again, they can get it off the website. It's a, You need a five-gallon tree or larger. So we have a few of these in five-gallon, not very many. Most of them are going to be in 15 or, or larger. Uh, but it doesn't matter. As long as you get above five-gallon, they'll still give you the $50 credit towards your bill off of this list in the right place. That's just a one-time credit, right? No, well. They can actually have up to five on on one property. Yeah, in the old days, it started out, it was one, and then they added one the next. Now they just said, well, the total program is five. So those people that didn't participate in the old days can take advantage and get Hmm. all five trees in a new house. But it's just a one-time, like you do it one time, you don't. Get a credit the next year if you don't plant another tree. They plant one this year, and they plant, plant one. one so you have to plant year. every year, right? Right. All right. Up to five per property, uh, and it's kind of cool. It started on October first, and uh, I believe it ends on the last of April. So you've got a little time to do it, but this is the perfect time to be planting trees. This is trees. the ba- yeah. If you can find the recommended variety, uh, especially a lot, a lot of nurseries have a lot of trees on sale in the fall. And so this is a good time to take advantage of the program. Well, we, do, we do have the 15-gallon live oaks on special right now, and that would definitely, uh, this $50 off from CPS would, would make the tree far more mm-hmm. affordable. I think they're 89 88 So, I mean, yeah. you're going to pay me 80, 89 88 plus tax, and then you're going to get $50 back from CPS. CPS. So it really doesn't cost that much to plant a well, tree. Well, and then it's a real advantage to the tree to get planted this time of the year. So it can have a nice, some cool temperatures and soil to develop a root system before it has to face our summertime challenge. Yeah, that's a good. I'm glad that program's back in place. Yeah, that's been a successful program. And you can get the information at the nursery. Uh, they got handouts here, but and also you can go to the as Trace mentioned, you can go to the CPS website. And uh, what, do, what do they officially name that thing? Green, green Shade Tree Rebate. 
green shape. I think is what we Googled, and it went basically straight to it. Uh-huh, cool. Uh, well, one, one thing, you know, we're talking about some odd, odd, oddities on there. Uh, the ones, the, the good ones, y'all got good supply of. That's of, correct. Of, 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 of one most common. And, most and common. some of the odder ones, we, we might have a couple of. There's a few on here we may never, we may never have. But, yeah. Um, but for the most part, it's a wonderful list. Yeah. Hey, we've got uh, Summer on the line. Uh, Summer's got a question about squash. Summer, thank you for calling. You're on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Summer Hi, squash or fall squash? Summer. What? Summer, is it summer squash or fall squash you have a question about? Well, I have a question on uh, celebrity tomatoes and yellow straight neck and zucchini squash. Okay. I got two celebrity tomatoes at the same time, same size, planted both of them at the same time, and one is loaded with tomatoes, and one has never made a tomato, and they're side by side, probably five feet apart, and I don't understand why the one tomato plant, it has blooms, but it's never made a tomato. And the same thing with the squash. I planted five yellow straight neck and five zucchini. I have one yellow straight neck squash plant producing and one zucchini, and the others only have male blooms. Again, planted at the same time, same size, same place, same amount of water. I don't understand it. Well, getting back to the tomato, is uh, are the leaves similar or are, are, are the same? Are the leaves the same? Or yeah. the one that, that's blooming, the one that's blooming, it uh, has it got uh, sort of narrow leaves and uh, and the the plant looks different. It doesn't have the round, big flat leaves or round leaves that the, the one that's producing does? They look the I, same to me. Okay. And they started out with the same number of blooms, but one of them has made tomatoes, and now the other one, I'm about ready to pick the others because I like fried green tomatoes, but the others, the blooms, there's not as many blooms as there was, but not one bloom made a tomato. Yeah, I'm. Th- I'm thinking that that either the, are they both the same height now? Yes, they're identical. Hmm. Uh, I w- I would. My first guess would be virus. Uh, some sometimes they can get virus side by side, but they and uh, have regular looking growth. They bloom a lot, but they never set fruit. And uh, that's spread by thrips, and uh, you nothing you could do to prevent it or or, or cure it. But uh, that that's a common character, that's a common occurrence sometimes, and uh, that that it has a virus. Uh, the other other possibility is that uh, were these in individual containers? Yes, they were. 
Okay. Uh, the other possibility is that you got mixed up with uh, with another variety. In other words, it's, it's not a celebrity variety. It's, it got transposed from tra transported uh, in the flats, uh, which mm. which happens quite a bit in the nurseries. People pick up things and then don't put them back where they got them or the change the label and things like that. But I, uh, in lieu of that, I would I would think it's virus, and uh, there's nothing you can nothing you can do about it. In summer, I'm going to add. I I I think that some people think that everything is uniform and it isn't. I just become more and more convinced that. Uh, you know, like in a in a raised bed, especially in a raised bed that's older, that that you get real variation in the soil, or you get real variation in the moisture, and that and especially when it's after a period of challenging weather like we've had, mm -hmm. that that little bit of variation in shade or soil or moisture can really translate into a difference in performance. Now, if the weather was perfect, then then uh, generally they're more likely to, to perform uh, the same. But I'm, you know, and I, I grow these tomatoes, I try to have an, uh, a number of the same varieties, and uh, I can see some variation, but you're more likely to see variation when, when they're subjected to real severe weather conditions. And, wow. and, and if it's been a while since I've added compost or if I've tilled or yeah. fertilized and then I then I've got a little you know if my mesquite mesquite kind of reaches over mm -hmm. sometimes the shade's an advantage sometimes it's a disadvantage so on a small sample like that I think there's lots and lots of different factors that you can look to now one thing if it's not a virus if it's a virus the thing will never set free or won't set very many uh, but if it's just a varietal uh, difference, uh, they may start setting fruit later. So well, if, now if you I don't almost... see any difference in the foliage, yeah, I'd, I'd leave it for Yeah, a while. don't badmouth it too much because it may yeah. turn out to be the top producer in your whole garden after. Now, that's happened uh, to us several times where we say, this, is, this, this variety is worthless, you know, and then two weeks later we're saying, Hmm, there's three times as many tomatoes on this variety as the one that we liked that came first. So I got, I got jumped by a guy that uh, <laughs> uh, recognized me in 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 uh, I was getting my uh, oil change in my truck, and he said, "I didn't I hear y'all bad mouthing a tycoon on the day yeah. on the radio." <laughs> I said. <laughs> He said, that's my best producing tomato. I said, well, it was your best producing tomato before they quit making the seed, you know. So we're just uh, sour grapes in it on, on, the, on the radio. So well, I don't, think I'm going, I don't think I'm going to get any tomatoes off of the one because it's, it doesn't have any blooms left. It had the same amount of blooms as the other one, and they weren't in a raised bed. I just dug a hole and put some potting, so a little bit of potting soil in the hole and then planted the tomato, but, I mean, nothing. And the other okay. one is 
has probably 15 tomatoes on it. But okay. my squash, only two out of the ten are making squash. And I know they start off with male blooms, but these have never made, the other six have never made a female bloom or made squash. Is the, is the plant uh, smaller than uh, uh, the ones that, without, that are not making blooms? Are, are they growing as vigorously as the ones that are? Yeah, they're all the same. I got squash vine borers, but I saw on a garden show on TV to open up a paper clip and just stick that wire up in the stem, and it seemed to work. Um, I would bet. I would bet that it didn't work. I mean, I mean, it didn't. It didn't work to to equalize the plant performance. Once that borer is in there, you're gonna, you, you know, all bets are off. So, so you you but know they, just just in your discussion, there's there there's a it'd be real easy to have a lot of variation between those plants that you're talking about. You know, borers in there. Uh, you're talking about into our native soil with just potting soil added. The vi- moisture situation. Good on, yeah. Bad, bad on squash. Yeah. So give them give them give them a longer chance too. Summer. I wouldn't be surprised if the. Uh, I'm counting on some of my tomatoes to to re- start blooming again now that the weather is yeah cooled down and it's really supposed to cool down come Tuesday yeah Wednesday. Thank you for your call, Summer. Okay, thank Bye. you. All right, have a great day. All right, two ten three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is how you can dial in and get on Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We're going to take a break again. Uh, Millburgers sixteen zero four and Balverde Road. And we're open till 6 o'clock tonight, tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 5. We're here till 2 o'clock. Get on the phone right now. If you're going to be down here at the nursery before 2, you can come on by where we're at and ask your questions of either Jerry or Calvin. Don't ask me unless you want to know something about, like, hockey or, <laughs> or you know, the best bacon to eat would be Canadian bacon, of course. Um, so, so the Canadian... Hockey, I mean, they still have it. I remember. Oh, yeah. We're when I grew up, there was Canadian hockey, but since oh, yeah. then, the U.S. has gotten well, there's, dominated. There's like six or seven teams, and the rest <laughs> are in the United States. No. All right, uh, we're going to take a break here. 210 308 8867. It's Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9 30 a.m. The answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. Now, there's all kinds of great stuff leading up to Halloween right now at Millburgers. For instance, right now at Millburgers, you and the family can get some great pictures taken in the pumpkin patch. You can walk through the amazing hay maze. That's right. Millburgers' famous hay maze is up, and it's just a whole lot of fun. There's all kinds of scary stuff all around the nursery. And you can enjoy the terror train all October, Saturdays from 10 to 2, and Sundays from 11 to 2. Right now, you can enjoy the moon bounce. Always fun for the kids. And then mark your calendars because Saturday, October 28th, and Sunday, October 29th, 
29th is Millburgers' big celebration with face painting and a balloon artist Saturday and Sunday. The employees' Halloween costume contest where you actually can win big prizes just for voting. Go learn more at millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com to learn more. Carol Zorniel, we talk a lot about caregiving on Caregiver SOS on air, but what is it? Caregiving is caring for a family member, a friend, a loved one, someone who's in your life that needs help with bathing, dressing, buying groceries, medical appointments. If you do any of those things, you're a caregiver. And how can this program help? Caregiver SOS On Air has information from people who have been caregivers, who work with caregivers. It can be book authors, scientists, doctors, the latest information on caregiving right here on KLUP. And one of the things we learn from so many folks is they fail to ask for help when they need it. Well, caregivers do need help. We don't like to ask for help, but we need it. And you'll get tips on how to ask for help and how to have a better life as a family caregiver. Plus, there's a great website you can go to, caregiversos.org. Caregiver SOS on air, Sundays at 6 p.m. on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hi, this is Rhonda Bone of Rhonda's Nature's Way with two locations to serve you. Most of us have some unwanted fat we want to get rid of. Try Sigform HCG, a homeopathic fat release system. It displays no known adverse side effects, targets the abnormal fat deposits that we don't want for well-needed energy, increased blood flow for fat burning with a healthy lifestyle plan and no dips in your sugar levels. Come in and get your information on Sigform HCG at Rhonda's Nature's Way 2 locations. 624 Southwest Military Drive at Shopper City Mall. Call 210-924-6922 and 8059 Callahan at the Grandview Shopping Center at the corner of I-10 West and Callahan, 210-344-1482, Rhonda's Nature's Way with two locations. Hugh Hewitt reacts to the massacre in Las Vegas. This Stephen Paddock, we will find out more about him. I have no idea what his ideology, whatever it is, he's an evil man. And the Mesquite, where he is from, the retirement community, is 80 miles from Las Vegas. So he drove 80 miles with these weapons and got the top floor and waited until the closing act when everyone would be there. That is so chilling. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5, right before Mike Gallagher at 8 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Ah, Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. I'm Barry Best, sitting in for Milton Glick who will be back in his rightful chair. The cap Is this the captain's chair when he's here or no? Or is he like uh, the I don't know. Chair? I think we... Buck private? The radio professional chair. We, then we why him, am I sitting in it? We <laughs> let him call himself that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to discover. Okay, I'm sitting here with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. Trace, I don't have an advanced degree, do you? Uh, no, not in this. So we need an advanced degree in something if we want to sit with these two, apparently. Not really. No. No? We're proctologists. Oh, okay. 
Well, I don't need your not, not, You know, <laughs> not as long as you give us the respect that it's due. Well, no, we don't want that. Yeah, give us. Are you sure yeah. about that? Yeah, you know, we want that. We want. A I'll respect. Gi- yeah, okay. I'll give you as much special res- respect. I'll give you as much respect as Milton does. Oh man. Okay. Two ten three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is the number you can call. We're here um, on the air till two o'clock. The nursery, of course, located at sixteen oh four in Balverde Road. If you're not familiar with the area. Uh, you come down 281 from downtown. You go east on 1604, a couple miles, uh, Bolverde Road exit. You'll come by. You'll go past the uh, Valero, and Millburgers is right there. Come on by, and you can, as this uh, lady was just during the break, asking a, asking a question here live, uh, come on by, Millburgers, 1604, and Bolverde Road. Gentlemen? Yeah, we'll let Trace finish up his spiel on uh, what's new at the nursery. Uh, he's... Uh, He's being the manager just, right now. It's just being Claudette. We'll just leave. If Claudette will leave him alone, <laughs> he'll go ahead and finish up his. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, on an this, work, note, this work thing is getting in, involved. On an earlier note, we did uh, we did pick our first Ruby Crush. All yeah, right. And I did too. Who got to eat it? Uh, Stacy picked it, so okay. I told her she either needed to take it what home. What did she think what, about it? What's a Ruby Crush? It's uh, a tomato. Oh, variety. Nice. Tomato. Oh, okay, cool. I, Has I was, it got a lot of tomatoes on uh, It's got more than the celebrity does. Oh. I uh, didn't. The first one was not high high quality, but uh, that's kind of expected, the first this, one. This wasn't all the way red yet. Yeah. But that's, I fi- she figured if she didn't get it now, she wasn't going to get it. Yeah. That's so the same, same as I had, too. It was a, it was a little dry for some reason. But... It's got a lot of fruit on it, so I'm expecting that. They said it had more on it than, than uh, our celebrity did. So we have that trial going on up front if you want to see them Good. growing. And we'll see. we got plan of the weekend. Weekend, weekend. All right, so I tried to do this one earlier in the year, and we sold them all before I could get to the, the radio show. So this is a new well, that's a good indication. called Sunshine. And its leaf size is similar to, say, a variegated privet small but it's that martha stewart green that that, that <laughs> green that, that what's that like mold, mold on something yeah. she cooks oh. wow really <laughs> that's calvin finch oh anyway so this is a new ligustrum it doesn't get as big for I so hope not. three to three to six tall and three to four wide so uh, very manageable uh, trimming and uh, it ought to perform well here it's not invasive no not like not like the ligustrum you have, and uh, which the neat color, small leaves. They are patented, so that they're harder to come by than a lot of plants. And we do have nine of them in five-gallon cans. They were featured in Southern Living magazine, I think, back in the spring. And uh, these guys are twenty-nine ninety-nine. Cool. So we'll uh, 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 chelated iron green them up. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure it would make them a, a green greener, greener, but greener. they're meant to be this lime green. You know that never has sold in San Antonio. Well, however, you, you said you sold. You say them. that, but you know that firebush that I we talked about. Yeah. Okay, people love it. That's good. So I've just. You got, got in mind about the variegated plants in San Antonio. I know, but you know they. Lo- this is the same color as that chartreuse. Trace, it's uh, only Poma. It's a, unless it's a variegated plant. He is introduced. 
then this that's is a true because he, didn't he have something to do with tapioca or something? Yeah. And he loves that one. Yeah. Hey, in fact, he even cut out the sport that I had that was going back to green. <laughs> the Mary tapioca brought us. Mary brought us up some. Uh, Satsuma. Satsuma. Okay, see, now this is how much of a novice I am. I, I looked at these when I was sitting up, and I thought, oh, there's nice-looking lemons. Like I'm they, looking uh, lemons. I noticed you were smelling them. But it's, it ain't a lemon. And then I see mm. Calvin over here peeling it. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's I, an orange. I'll eat, I'll eat lemons, too. But this is, uh, Jerry, the, the sugar. It's kind of crossed, crossed the line. This is really yeah. a tasty piece of food. And, and you notice they're not orange. That's why I said it was it's yellow. I thought it was I thought it was and a lemon. That's something we can tell our listeners if they're not familiar with the satsumas. Uh, and I guess I guess all citrus. Uh, they <clears throat> they they turn <clears throat> they turn uh, orange or yellow, uh, depending on the cool temperatures. So so until the cool temperatures occur. They they stay this kind of yellow green, yellow green. Oh, okay. But, but they will. If but it, the inside. The inside looks like an orange. If Gavin had eaten it so quick, it's testimony that it tasted really good. <laughs> Didn't take long. But uh, the inside is is ready to eat. Now the yeah. sugar sugars will develop later. Some more sugar develop later. And but right, but, but it is but it is a good piece of fruit. Well, I, like, I like the ones that y'all bring after the first frost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Those good. are tasty. But they're they're uh, they're earlier this year. Uh, Doctor, I was talking to Doctor Larry Stein, uh, the fruit specialist of Uvalde, and he was saying that our our uh, varieties out there were earlier they so say. 45 days and 95 plus temperatures that's that's kind of that's that huh? maybe so i guess <laughs> so and and dry they were real dry out there for a while oh yeah and they're irrigated so that could have had something to do with it too but uh anyway the citrus season is upon us as as, as uh demonstrated by this uh these satsumas that uh and Ma- it, that's mary one yeah that's mary the Changsha, I've got Changsha tree. It started to change yeah. color, but it's the, it, it's it, not sweet yet. Yeah, it's later sweet. And uh, sweet later. Lemons, lemons are still just crispy green. And my, uh, I got some sa- some Satsumas. The I always want to call it abundance, Jerry. You always have to correct me. The uh, bumper. bumper, bumper, bumper. Bumper has got the same Chinese, same kind of color, but it uh, it has not. Uh, not as sweet as these are right now. Yeah. So. But but uh, I think this is going to be a good citrus year. If those those that that survived, satsumas especially yeah. those that survived and didn't get the branches uh, frozen back, uh, are looking good. Have you been using your lemons? I mean, are I, they I, usable now? Yeah, I b- use them because I've learned that if you don't use them, you end up with. Too many. Too many at one time. So yeah. any chance you get, even if they're not completely ripe, you know, for a le- especially a Meyer lemon that's got a pretty mild taste. So I've used a few. I don't have very many limes, so I haven't used any limes. 
kumquats. Uh, there's plenty of kumquats, Jerry, if you want some kumquats. Thank you. Uh, I'll be in touch. <laughs> we have a uh, couple of minutes before the uh, top of the hour, so you can still get in. Open lines at 210-308-8867. We uh, I was looking at Calvin's dig-in now section, and he's talking about uh, one of his tips is uh, our Spread wildflower seeds on the side in full sun where the seed makes seed-to-soil contact. Uh, seeds available on the Internet from uh, wild seed farms or at local nurseries. I got this, I got this brochure from uh, wild seed farms this week, and they're, they're having a, a special deal on uh, poppies. Ooh. Uh, uh, which is now the time to plant those too. But uh, October 3 through 15, 20% off each full quarter of a pound of poppies, on- online only. So you can go to wildseedfarms.com and order online and get uh, 20% off the poppies. And they show up quickly. And they're good quality. I mean, it just yeah. always amazed me when I. They're very, very yeah. easy to grow and, and make make a show in the in the fall. In the fall. Uh, spring we, though, they wouldn't bloom till spring, would they? I, I'm sorry, in yeah. spring. Uh, the their winterizer fertilizers on sale, and. Uh, 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 you ch- uh, sixteen eighty eight or I call uh, I, I don't know if they charge taxes. Uh, I say seventeen, but the winterizer fertilizer is on sale. And, and uh, Jer- Jerry, I broke my rule and went ahead and fertilized fertilized the. It was going so good, and the weather was so good that I f- fertilized the San Augustine, which I was planning on. But I also fertilized the. Backyard, which is uh, some some Bermuda grass, and uh, and I think you know I think I see a little green up in the San Augustine, but man, the the uh, <laughs> Bermuda grass responded with uh, you, know, you know of course it growth growth and uh, green uh, green color comes to immediate response to the uh, to the to the fertilizer. It's only, it's been a week now, but yeah, Bermuda slowed down a little bit, but uh, like I said, it's it's growing fast enough to uptake that fertilizer. Yeah, really, you really uh, illustrated our uh, explanation of the the, the plant. If, if it's in green and growing mode, it's going to take it's going to get those nutrients inside right. and and reorganize them for uh, winter color and. Uh, I mean, winter hardiness and also uh, potential growth in the in the spring. And Calvin's quoting from his uh, article of last week. It was that you talked about uh, lawn fertilizer, and he he very he he completely covered the subject and explained why we use the winterizer ratio and analysis that we use. But. Uh, I've got that on Plant Answers. Well, I think it's on Plant Answers in two places. So it's under your columns, and then it's on our topics of the month. Time to fertilize lawn and winterizer fertilizers on the, on the 
first topic of topics of the month on plantanswers.com over there in red. So uh, you you and we we always say, and I think everybody agrees that this is the most important fertilization of of the year, uh, of fall. And and if you use this winterizer formulation, uh, which uh, such as 18612, that's that's the numbers on the bag. That's a 312 ratio. But uh, 18612 is on the bag, and uh, you use an application of uh, one pound of nitrogen per thousand square feet. Uh, it will contribute to cold tolerance and fast green up in the spring. Now we got we had a little difference of opinion. Sometimes horticulturists had different opinion with Neil Spear because he was recommended uh, nitrogen only fertilizer, and I think I think he's forgotten or the uh, original research, which uh, indicated that the the, the potassium, the third the third number in there. Like if you're looking at 18612, the 12 right at the end is the potassium, available potassium to in, imbibe uh, winter hardiness. And, you know, I, I kind of got reminded of that availability issue, too, because all the, the rain came in my San Augustine, uh, put on some growth, but it was uh, uh, yellow like uh, iron yeah. chlorosis mm. and I says gosh yeah, you know that could be just as likely potassium it could be yeah and uh, so it just reminds it that iron and phosphorus potassium are in our soils but they're generally locked up yeah in, in compounds in the plant plants just can't get them as fast as they need them in the fall now, Milberg has got a new uh, fall fall and spring fertilizer, and uh, the difference in there is from other places is they've got uh, 10% sulfur and 2% iron, which will cause it to green up a little bit faster. All right, gentlemen, we're going to take a break here. We're going to get caught up on some news from SRN, and we're going to come back. we get another hour. Milberger's Gardening South Texas today, but, of course, the guys will be back with Milton tomorrow afternoon at noon. Come on by, Millburgers uh, Landscape and Nursery, 1604, Bolverde Road. The nursery is open till 6. We're here till 2. Get on the phones now, 210-308-8867. More Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up after the news on 930 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back, hour number two of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I am not Milton Glick. Milton is off today, but he will be back in the chair tomorrow at noon for the Sunday edition of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I am flanked. To my left on your radio dial, Dr. Jerry Parsons. To my right on your radio dial, Dr. Calvin Finch. Gentlemen, welcome back. Oh, we were just eating those. Uh, what, the oranges, what are the variety Satsuma. of oranges? Satsuma. Satsuma. And 
uh, I was thinking, okay, it's going to be, you know, sweet orange, but it wasn't as sweet as I thought, but it was just the right amount of sweetness for for my liking. The moisture uh, level was... Yeah, because there's a lot of oranges that I get, you know, go to HEB or whatever, and they're dry, but this has got the right amount of moisture. Well, backyard um, fruits can be can be a little dry too you know especially if there's a you pick it too early or if you pick it too late but the good news is that you have a whole a pretty wide period of time when you can get a high quality piece of fruit and i i think we've crossed this 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 fruit is any indication we've crossed that line so you may uh you may tell you want to test your satsumas too See yeah, if they're as good as those. The reason these were put on the market is because they tolerate cold better than. Well, they tolerated me eating it because I'm done sense. already. I know it. I told you. Calvin did two of them already. Oh, I saved you guys oh. part of it. <laughs> you saved half. You yeah. Want, you want half of my no, half? No, no. I've got mine. So you were uh, reading from Calvin's article in uh, today's paper? I was excited. Uh, what was I? I had a, Talking I had about the good fertilizer. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, and that, that uh, fertilizer too is uh, you don't ta- it doesn't take a lot to do a, a typical lawn, so you probably will have some left over um, for your vegetables and flowers um, and all your you know if you want to plant some perennials and we talked about I guess I guess I wouldn't necessarily fertilize the new newly planted shade trees right now, but maybe next spring you could transplant them, but. Uh, all those broccoli and cauliflower and collards, like Jerry plants a lot of collards, uh, you you probably you want to uh, fertilize them for sure. Lettuce and or tomatoes too. Uh, yeah, I, I was proud of Calvin. He's he's got this thing about rutabagas, you know, being from. Did you eat rutabagas up there? No, I did not. Not that I wasn't forced to, but I... You know, you oh, knew, you oh, knew about oh, rutabagas. Okay. So. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, he said plant fall vegetables such as broccoli, yes, yes. cabbage, yes, mm-hmm. carrot, mm-hmm. yes, lettuce. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I was going to say. We've, we've got our Crawford reseeding lettuce here. I saw, I saw you and Steve Brown planting it on television the other night. And so, uh, yeah, I was going to bring a good job that did, did he, uh, I mentioned that it was available at Millburgers. And yeah. So, he let you get away with it. Yeah, he did. I was, I suggested I would get him some and he said, no, I've got plenty of seed. And so he brought out his big, <laughs> big sack of uh, his tops. And so I was, um, planting his, uh, seed tops, but it, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an excellent lesson. We've, make fun of it because it's so easy to grow uh, and reseeds itself, but it is a good leaf lettuce, too. But anyway, Millburgers has got free packages for so, thanks to Jack Hoover for packaging yeah. all those up. No, they, just have to, they just have to go ask for it, right, at the cashier? Right, at the cashier. You, you speak of lettuce. I don't know if this was a, a Minnesota thing, too, but in Canada, we would be big on taking the lettuce from the garden and putting sugar on it. No. And we would eat. We we would take the lettuce leaf, put sugar in it, and roll it up like a little taco and eat it. Hmm. I guess that must be just a Canada thing. 
<laughs> Jerry's looking at me like, yeah, it's not how you do lettuce down here. <laughs> but, yeah, we would sprinkle sugar on our lettuce. Sounds a good way to eat some sugar, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does. No wonder I'm no wonder I'm diabetic now. <laughs> hey, yeah, that, yeah. That, uh, maple that. syrup maybe would work on that. Like that. Yeah, Ooh, there you go. Yeah. And you know, there's only one place to get maple syrup. It's from Canada. Oh, I thought it was. Well, from it's maple not syrup. not from your part of Canada. Uh, no, that's true. It's from Quebec. You're, you're pra- yeah, if you got prairie grass uh, syrup, that's from yeah, that's usually Saskatchewan. That's the barren Minnesota, mm-hmm. Maine, and oh, but uh, of course Ontario and Quebec. And Quebec. That's where most Maritime. of the maple syrup comes. The good maple syrup comes from. Anyways, anyway, it's time to plant beets and cauliflower, and we've got a good supply of transplants of of most of this out here, except the carrots and the lettuce. And uh, did you did you remind of, them though too to? Don't bury the lettuce seed. No, I was just going to say I've got a uh, uh, two write-up, literally two write-ups on the, on uh, under the topics of the month on PlantAnswers.com. But uh, if you if you a lot of a lot of our listeners are don't don't get on the internet much, but uh, if you get if you get a package of lettuce seed or you're sowing lettuce seed, you you sow it right on top of uh, bare ground. I guess you could sow it on top of a grassy ground because it'll come up in the grass and then the sidewalks and everywhere. De- de- decomposed granite at case yeah. that garden that used to come up all the time. Oh yeah. So, but but anyway, you sow it on top because it, and you don't cover it with mulch or anything else uh, because it has to be exposed to to sunlight, uh, to light to. And you want you want and your soil I, moist. As I remember in my school grade, I think it's the red wavelength and light that makes it germinate. Uh, I, I wouldn't bet. I don't remember. I yeah, wouldn't I bet remember. my uh, rock. Uh, I wouldn't bet my uh, money on that. But I, it seemed like I remember there was a red wavelength that uh, well, and since, caused it to germinate. Since the I uh, started doing that with the lettuce seed and having the you know, a very high percentage of germination. I started doing it with carrots. Oh, yeah. yeah. And carrots work just as well. Uh, plant Much better than trying to bury them, but right on the surface, too. Prepare the soil wet, moisture in the soil. Mm-hmm. Prepare it just by having it uh, level and uh, uh, work, work it a little bit, and uh, it'll come up pretty can, quick. Can you grow rhubarb very well down here in South Texas? No. You can grow it also, uh, <laughs> in the winter time for about the minute, uh, like it gets 85 degrees. It's just unbelievable. It just uh, Cause, cause, disappears. Because rhubarb, of course, uh, grow like weed oh, yeah. in Canada. Yeah, and yeah. my my grandma used to make this amazing rhubarb strawberry pie. Oh yeah. And I you that's, brought that, that up last week. Yeah, because it was it was that good. Uh. I just I just miss <laughs> having that, and I I've never seen it down here. Rhubarb and rutabaga, yeah, it's a, but anyway, miss Kevin, a lot of these. Kevin listed all these plants, and he didn't put rutabagas in Well, can you blame him? Oh, yeah. Why? I usually put it in. Did I put turnips? Oh, yeah. turnips, that's another one. I told my, my mom when I was growing up, when I got to be 18, I'm never eating these certain foods, and turnips was one of them. You put cauliflower, English peas, and turnips. 
And and all of those, um, Jerry and I, uh, a couple weeks ago, were worried about whether, you know, it was too hot for them to germinate as quickly as we usually expect them. All of them came up. Good. So... So it's time. So if you haven't planted those seeds, can the um, English peas came up, turnips, all all of the the lettuce has yeah. come up. So we got we got the blue bonnet uh, plants coming up at the greenhouse. Is that right? Do well, we still have blue plant, blue bonnet transplants here? I, I imagine. Yeah. I would imagine. But Cause, anyway, because you were saying that the blue bonnet seeds are harder and oh, harder to yeah, find. Yeah. Almost and so impossible. one of the tricks, and it works pretty well, Jerry and I have tried, done it through the years, to get a, a blue bonnet bed started is, you know, you just get yourself, you know, 18 or 24 blue bonnet transplants, plant them in clusters of 5 or 6, 18 inches on the center, and spread them out, and they'll bloom this first year, and they'll spread, you let the seeds mature, and you'll have a, a naturalized bed in in one year, right? So so that and if you're lacking seeds, that's a a good way to uh, to go ahead and uh, get blue bonnets growing in a place that you want them to grow anyway. Is it illegal to pick blue bonnets in the wild in the state of Texas? Uh, yes, you get shot. <laughs> okay. No, it's not. Okay, because there was, I was, a, there was a, that's a state flower, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was illegal to pick. Yeah, there was a squat. There was a discussion about the appropriateness of picking them on the roadside so that people couldn't Enjoy miss out. Them. Yeah, because see. you see so many people, and I know in the neighborhood I used to live in, our neighbor's front yard was just packed, and with uh, her, her her whole front yard was uh, blue bonnets in All like right. March. So she would get a lot of people coming by and taking pictures in her yard and stuff like that. And I always thought, because when we, my parents came down here for the first time and my mom would go and she was picking blue bonnets. And I was like, oh, you're going to get arrested for that. You can't pick them. So she was one thought that was kind of weird. So I, I was always under the impression you you couldn't pick the blue bonnets. I have, I've never talked to anybody that got arrested for picking blue bonnets. Oh, my mom but got they, saved. They're, they're discouraged they've from been, picking them off the highway. Yeah, they've been criticized. On, on private right. property. You can pick them. Oh, I mean, okay. Of course. Guess what I'm doing next March, or whenever they. That's March that they bloom, really, isn't it? Yes, yeah. begin in March. And they're just a bit like uh, they're, they're like the. I guess to me, it's one of the most distinctive flowers. You better not be caught in my yard picking my blue bonnets. Uh, <laughs> will you? Uh, will you cover for me, uh, yeah, Jerry? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, my he, my he terrier is. is very small, but she's fierce. Well, the, your terrier, if she bit my prosthetic leg, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. She uh, is, the, uh, is might get as high as your heel. She's not not real tall. She's not very big, but she's got a big bark. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> but the uh, the blue bonnet makes a good uh, cut flower. Okay. I, mean, I mean, you you can. I, I've done this many bouquets. Time. Yeah, many bouquets. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you can cut the the flowers to bring them in, and they're will down. And it looked like they they wilted too much. Why, why does the blue bonnet only last for, it's literally just a few weeks, isn't it? Yeah. Why is that? Because it, it goes through its uh, bloom cycle. And, That's pretty quick, and, and though. And produces uh, seeds. It's Mother Nature's fault. Well, I'm not going to blame her. <laughs> we'll blame Milton since he's not here. Yeah, there you go. Okay. 
But uh, that, that's just the bloom cycle of it. And, of course, it varies with weather. In other words, uh, if you have a good bloom and, uh, and you, you have light moisture mm-hmm. and cool weather, uh, they'll, they'll last a lot longer. Well, and that's, t- that's typical. That's a wildflower characteristic. Yeah. And if they lasted longer... You'd probably they'd there'd be more domestication of them because mm-hmm. you plant them in a garden. Oh yeah, that's that's true. They last forever. Now now we can enjoy them for a real short look. And in fact, we talk a lot when the wildflowers are blooming about you know tolerate the ugly period if you want your seeds to mature and you want to have plants mm-hmm. next year. But it's hard for people to. After the blue bonnets are gone, it's hard to sit there for they look three months yeah. and wait for yeah. them to drop their seed. Now, if you if you take the seed off right after they bloom, they'll rebloom. They'll keep blooming longer. So the, the seed pods. Just deadhead them. Yeah, deadhead them, like you do zinnias. But uh, they'll keep blooming. I, I, Carol Abbott, uh, Kerrville, a Texas wildflower man. He used to say that his his son kept a blue bonnet. Of course, they only last uh, their annuals. And uh, he kept a blue bonnet alive for a couple of years by removing the seed pots after they bloomed. And because they bloomed sparsely. Uh, but uh, you can't force them into blooming longer if you remove the seed pot. But... Uh, Speaking of green, we were talking about rutabagas, and uh, last week, last week, you know, we got into the discussion of what's the most nutritious. And, and I, and did you? Get, I went to Greg's book, and sure enough, there's that exact sentence that you, you know, collards. He, he said that he said that the, the collards were the most nutritious, and. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it Spanish, said, but spinach is the most edible. Huh? Yeah, and oh, I didn't, I didn't see that, but I, I did see the collard. I was looking up because I can't, I couldn't believe that collards would be more nutritious than kale, but I guess they're, they're well, they're, 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 they're are, close, so closely related. Yeah, they sometimes the name is used interchangeable. And, and then you always think of a, whatever's darker green is more nutritious, and of course spinach, yeah. it's hard to beat that dark. Dark green. But, but anyway, uh, Dennis sent me this uh, write-up that he found on the, uh, on the on the internet uh, under leafy greens a nutritious compare a nutritional comparison. And number one is kale. Kale, yeah. Followed by number two is spinach. And followed by Swiss chard. Oh, number three. Chard, I bet you lettuce is down there at the bottom. It's close. Yeah. Uh, romaine lettuce is number four. Collard green, collard greens is number five. I didn't realize romaine was more nutritious mm. than collard greens. And uh, iceberg lettuce is number uh, seven. Isn't iceberg lettuce just like water? Yeah. Sort yeah, of. Yeah. Sort of, right. And he, he he got a breakdown of all the uh, new all the vitamin E and C and A and K and all the vitamin characteristics of it given in in uh, 
international unit, so it's a... Uh, a metric? Yeah, integrated unit and uh, also... And the well, one thing, all, all of those greens, um, it's just worth worthwhile eating them because of the, uh, um, I want to say roughage, but we don't say roughage anymore. What do we say? Uh, fiber. Fiber. Uh, fiber, yeah. I'll take everything on that list except for Swiss chard. You don't like Swiss chard? Ooh, and, well, okay, I don't, okay, when my mom made uh, spinach, she just it was all just a mush it was like, uh, I, I don't mind spinach if it's just like you know the leaves that well, we like grew up, sandwich, but, uh, we grew up eating it out of a can i i love it even out of a can mm-mm, mm-mm. judy yeah. just got a uh, gas um, you said beets is the oh, other one that i'm like it fresh huh? yeah Ooh, beet greens. No, no, no. Oh, yes, they're good. No, no. They don't show beet greens there. No, no, no. Your childhood, they weren't your childhood. No, no, no. That's one of. That's the other one that I told my mom I was never going to eat after I got to be 18 years old. I can eat whatever I want. We're going to take a break right now. Uh, phone lines are open. Uh, 210-308-8867. And if you're going to be down at the nursery before 2 o'clock, you can uh, walk on over to our location and ask a question we live on the air. We don't remind everybody enough, but we've got all those seeds we've talked about, too. Beets and carrots. And, 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 and of course, the Crawford lettuce is free. So That's down here at Millburgers, 1604 and Mulverde Road. We'll be back in just a moment. Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m., The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Now, there's all kinds of great stuff leading up to Halloween right now at Millburgers. For instance, right now at Millburgers, you and the family can get some great pictures taken in the pumpkin patch. You can walk through the amazing hay maze. That's right. Millburgers' famous hay maze is up, and it's just a whole lot of fun. There's all kinds of scary stuff all around the nursery. And you can enjoy the terror train all October, Saturdays, from 10 to 2 and Sundays from 11 to 2. Right now you can enjoy the moon bounce. Always fun for the kids. And then mark your calendars because Saturday October 28th and Sunday October 29th is Millburgers big celebration with face painting and a balloon artist Saturday and Sunday. The employees Halloween costume contest where you actually can win big prizes just for voting. Go learn more at MillburgerNursery.com That's MillburgerNursery.com to learn more one, two, three, San Antonio one, two, is military city three, USA at 9:30 a.m. the answer is proud to be a part of the tradition with military city USA radio Saturday mornings at 0800 hours you'll hear from members of our active military military civilians and our veterans who have contributed to the brave history of our military military city USA radio Saturdays at 0800 hours on 9:30 a.m. the answer One of the Ten Commandments says to honor your father and mother. And right now, I'd like to honor my father. 
He fought our country's battles as part of the greatest generation in World War II. He was brave, strong, and independent, and he retired right here in San Antonio, where for the last few years of his life, he fought his final battle called Alzheimer's. I'm so proud of my father. My name is Greg Perkins, and after my own service to our country, and in honor of my father, I started a company called In-Home Senior Care, right here in Military City, USA. Since 1999, we have been providing the peace of mind that gives the honor and dignity your parents deserve by helping them remain in the home of their memories and assisting them with day-to-day activities like meal preparation, bathing assistance, housekeeping, transportation, and companionship. Call now, and in-home senior care can have a care specialist in your home today. Call 210-256-CARE. That's 256-CARE or online at inhomeseniorcare.com. In-home senior care. Hi, Rose. Thanks for coming over for lunch. Come on in. Uh, Thanks, Linda, for having me. Wow, it smells like garlic in here. Are you trying to ward off some vampires? (laughs) Not at all. I recently read an article on the health benefits of garlic, so I'm trying to add more into my daily diet. Why don't you just take Kyolic Aged Garlic? What's Kyolic Aged Garlic? Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract is the number one best-selling odorless garlic supplement on the market today. Notice I said odorless. Oh, really? Tell me more. Not only is kaolic organically grown, but it's aged for 20 months, creating beneficial compounds not found in fresh or powdered garlic. Is there any research? Can you believe there's over 750 published scientific studies that prove aged garlic extract reduces many cardiovascular risk factors and supports overall immunity? So where can I get kaolic? Kaolic aged garlic extract is available at fine health food stores everywhere. Check out their website at kyolic.com. Hugh Hewitt reacts to the massacre in Las Vegas. This is Stephen Paddock. We will find out more about him. I have no idea what his ideology, whatever it is. He's an evil man. And the Mesquite, where he is from, the retirement community, is 80 miles from Las Vegas. So he drove 80 miles with these weapons and got the top floor and waited until the closing act when everyone would be there. That is so chilling. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 5, right before Mike Gallagher at 8 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. I'm Barry Bess in for Milton Glick, who will be back tomorrow at noon. And with uh, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and Trace is back with us. You're the king over here at Millburgers, aren't you? Uh, I'm... Sure. You're the man. Okay. Yeah, you're the man. You say so. That's what I was told. <laughs> but if you have a call, uh, you can, uh, if you have a question, you can call 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Another uh, thing we had talked about in uh, Swiss Chard. Uh, oh, Swiss Chard came in. Yeah, I got. Uh, I almost called you. Yeah, I did. I quickly went out there and looking for my. Uh, an example of uh, the orange, the red stems, the yellow stems, and the kind of pale stems too. So, anybody that likes bright lights, Swiss chard. It's a good, it's good eating, a good green, uh, and it's also colorful, very colorful in a container. I wouldn't have any problem planting that and some of the lettuces in with pansies and snapdragons. I mean, it's beautiful texture and color differences. Yeah, they're they're, they're nice. And uh, in my opinion, the Swiss chard is the green that lasts the longest into into the spring, too. Uh, stays mild w- once the heat starts. And so that that's a that's a good choice, too. And then you, you keep picking, you pick the on the greens, you can uh, harvest 
as you go along as you need them and they'll last uh, all season all winter so consider that good for you as jerry went mm. through the list of and I, I, I i know nutritional but i'm got a debate on if it's swiss chard I, is good for you i was surprised swiss chard was that close to spinach yeah i was i am too because it's so mild and uh the leaves are kind of light colored yeah although they're they're real they're real shiny so maybe uh, that's another indication color uh, you, you don't want to rely too much uh overly much on uh, color but it's just yeah. a, it's a basic kind of guideline the more intense the color the darker green the usually the more nutritious the plant is so have y'all done the spinach planting on steve brown yet? Uh, we did yeah uh, i guess i've missed that well actually um we uh, i described the first show was here's what you can plant and included spinach and then uh then i was going to be he replaced uh, I, I didn't actually plant spinach on tv uh it's it's in the garden but you know what we had to talk about those orange trees oh lord you know we're, we an, as we do every year we analyze the thorns to see if it's getting closer to uh having fruit getting so, out of juvenility yeah and it's a, actually the thorns on the new growth are very small. Yeah, I'm that's the sign. Yeah, I was thinking that maybe maybe next year we might get some flowers of it, but uh, it's only the. I think it's the fifth year. Yeah, is it an orange or a satsuma or? No, I think it was it was an orange. Somebody gave him seeds for. Oh. Okay. I don't. I can't remember if it was a blood orange. Uh, or. A probably navel. Probably navel. Yeah. So what is it? It's it. It's not seven years of to wait, is it? Sometimes. Sometimes. But gosh. We say five to seven. Yeah, they uh, they really respond to uh, 18 inches of uh, right. raised bed fertilized. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, they really grow thick, very thick uh, plant. Taking every year, there's less room for broccoli and spinach, and yeah. and uh, more space taken up by the orange trees. How many spinach did you plant? I just planted uh, six, six spinach plants. That ain't going to be very much of a mess. How no. far did you put them apart? Huh? How far did you put them apart? I put them on 18-inch centers. Wow. Well, actually, I got, and I got, every other one was bro- broccoli. I did it with broccoli on 18-inch centers. Oh, okay. okay. So they're, you know, a big plant, little plant, big plant, little plant. Okay. But you're you're right. No, six broccolis will make a significant contribution oh yeah big big head because each plant can provide several meals themselves but a spinach generally now those six you would have to go through harvest it'd have to be in great shape you'd go through it harvest to get a a little salad yeah so if you're uh, jerry brought up a good point if you were uh, thinking about how much space do you need for spinach i did 24 last year and that was not too many yeah, oh, no. 24 plants. And, uh, uh, you know, the commercial growers, uh, they grow what they call baby spinach. And that is uh, they put them in there close, side by side, so that the plant won't won't spread out and won't get big and, and make small leaves. And that, that's, that's the most expensive 
market spinach that there is. You know, they have all these salad bars and everything, baby spinach. You know what I, last year, the experience I had, too, if I planted them in the raised bed in the in a citrus, with a citrus or or just by, by itself, that the spinach was much more productive uh, in a half whiskey barrel than it was in my my regular raised bed oh, yeah. planted in a row. Yeah. I got a lot more production out of it. So if you got And you can multiple harvest. And these boy, new, if you had one of these style that would be even better. Yeah, if you had one of these uh, horizontal half whiskey barrels that they've got at Millburgers, they're very attractive. And uh, it's on a little stand. You could uh, for one person you, well you, you know if you had uh, Two or three. Gosh, if you had four of those, that would be a good, a, a good uh, spinach production system. Or strawberries. We've talked about strawberries for yep. mm, Now we're talking strawberries. Trace, you're back. You have to go run. But you're back. We had a train catastrophe. A train catastrophe. So Uh-oh. We had some adults that actually parked their car in the path of the train. Well, the oh, train right. ruined oh. the kids' fun. I had to get them to move. Did the, the did the? Oh my gosh! I hope there wasn't a riot. Those kids can be savage. They, they, well, Roger too. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, did, he, did he try like you know like to just go through the car no, like but, a train would on a train track? He, he actually gave me about a minute notice before he took off, and I got I got the situation. Oh, well fixed. under control. You're, usually, you're you're like the sheriff here. There, okay, I'll take that. Okay, you're uh, sure. <laughs> Did you get any blue bonnets in? I still have a few of the reds, but no, nothing new. No. Uh, the reds, if you've never grown reds, the reds are nice. Uh, you may want to, you may want to try a few. They even, they're kind of in a uh, in your raised bed if you got space, especially if you got space over the winter. Yeah. Plant them and then. You could interplant them with a blue bo- with the spinach. Yeah, or I know I'm glad you didn't say you can interplant them with the pansies. No, which we did one year, <laughs> and the pansies were doing fine into uh, January and looking good. Man, we got to February and then didn't, couldn't even Mars. see us. Couldn't even see a pansy under you know those blue bonnets just took over. Then they were in, in fertilized raised bed soil and they. They were about as big as a, uh, a Yopan Holly, you know, was, uh, yeah. in that kind of a situation. Well, the 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 with blue bonnets, the reason you could interplant them with spinach is because they stay a small plant, uh, a relatively small. But they get some some people fertilize them a lot and get big plants, but they stay a small plant uh, until they begin their flush of growth in the March, the early March, and. and but there are some good vegetables to co-plant with things, right? So oh, onion, yeah. onions with spinach. Absolutely. That works great. And I think there's an article on Plant Answers about, right. uh, Lots of companion articles. plants that you can do at the same time vegetable-wise. So what are we expecting that? for onions? <laughs> are we expecting for onions the end of December or? I, well, every year is different. I would, I, I would not keep my hopes up till mid-November to end of november yeah well I'm, if it rains I'm, a lot then we're put back a little bit i'm always kind of uh i was kind of got used to a january first kind of thing but then last year we had them a, at least a month ahead of that yeah time and they did fine the reason i made that face when you said companion planting is when i think of companion planting that's 
people that plant uh, to keep the mosquitoes uh, out key, of it. Keep the uh, pest, the bugs spider mites, and stuff, spider mites out, and things like that. What I meant is they work well together. There you go. <laughs> now that, that's that's a good definition. Hey, we have uh, Sam on the line. Uh, good afternoon, Sam. You're on uh, No Burgers Gardening, South Texas. This is Jay. Sal, who's this? Hello. Oh, yeah. They went away. Oh, is this Sal? Yes, this is. Okay, Sal, you're on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's your question? Yes, I ha- I have a couple. If you don't mind taking the time, uh, I just uh, did a, uh, a soil test on my containers and on my raised bed, and much to my surprise, it's very very hot, um, low pH uh, alkaline, uh, the alkaline. And uh, what I was wondering is, because I've used near acid on some of my potted plants, but even those are, are still very much alkali. What, what can I do to, to besides using near acid, is there anything else I could do to, to raise the pH? No. no, no. Is, the, is the pH high, like uh, 8, 8, 2? Or is it low, yeah. like uh, six five or? Yeah, six, no, it's it, it very very low. Let me just look at this meter here. Are yeah, you, are you uh, sure it's low? Low well, would indicate that it's acid. Oh, Hello? okay. I'm looking at the wrong thing here, maybe. Yeah. Oh, he's looking at his. Oh, okay. Oh. So, so the low pH is acid. Well, maybe I'm okay then. All yeah, right. You're well, okay. I'll, tr- I'll try that then. Uh, you know, and always, always the easiest solution. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of plants do fine in uh, alkalinity, alka- alkaline soil or acid soil. But the more organic material you have in there, the the more pH ignoring plants can be. It, you know, just kind of uh, evens things out and it, uh, it locks up mm-hmm. some of the acidity. So. Organic material is always a good option. Yeah, I've got plenty of that in there. I that, usually it sounds like it because if you got it, if you got it nice and low. Don't, nice and low. don't worry about the pH of a potting mix. If okay, because especially if like it, on a hydrangea it, never, and if it turned, Yeah, if it ever turned out too low, only way to get it too low or low is to use sphagnum peat. Or, or sphagnum peat based potting mix. Okay. Uh, for like, like blueberries and azaleas and things like that. But uh, okay. regular potting mix it will never. You never say never, do you? But I, I'll <laughs> say never on that situation. Will never be uh, too acidic. Okay. Good. Right. Now, Good luck. was there another well, question? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have. If you don't mind. No, uh, no, no. My my cucumbers and peas that I planted, they're all of a sudden just drying up. And the cucumbers are drying up from the bottom going up. And the very tip is, is uh, on some of them, is very, very green. But they don't look too good, and I'm not getting any cucumbers. What am I doing wrong? There's no, there's not borers, are there? Well, I don't know. Do, uh, bor- do borers affect? Uh, I mean, cucumbers? what's the stem? The stem look like at the base? 
the stem at the base look is is all dried out. <laughs> okay, but not you can't you can't see any. How how often are you watering? I water it probably every other day for like twenty minutes. And those two plants are so different too that that it's hard to imagine. Yeah, I've, yeah I've never had luck with peas where I plant them in the spring or or the fall. Um, they they get nice and green. They start to grow, and then all of a sudden, boom, they go. Hmm. Okay, well, my you, last question. How deep is your question, soil? My the soil is about six inches, and then it's you know Funny. the clay. I keep hmm. trying to build it up every year. I put more soil in there. So, that's strange. What else? What else have you got growing there that? Is doing really well. Oh, my, my my green beans are exceptional. Uh, Escarole, uh, peppers. Um, that's, let's see, I've got some broccoli growing and some cauliflower. And so far, they're seeing, they seem to be doing well. I've got tons of basil. I don't, boy, it took off. But my yeah. potted, uh, my potted uh, tomatoes, I, it, it's still too early to, to expect tomatoes, isn't it? Now, you, you, I guess you could have some mil, mildew on a cucumber, but you wouldn't expect it on a pea. No. Okay. Okay. Hmm. All right, as far as weeding, weeding, weeding feed on the on the lawn, is this a good time? Never. No. Weed and feed. Yeah, no, yeah. Don't you don't use weed and feed. We just use fertilizer here uh, because the timing oh. is never right for uh, both okay. of those together. Okay. At this at this time of the year, uh, even on the gardens, vegetables and things like that, you want to use a, a winterizer fertilizer. We put that okay. name on that to simplify it for people. Okay. And uh, so you want it's got winterizer on the, on the tag. Yeah, I use Medina has to grow. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, guys. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Thanks, Thanks, Al. Uh, Have a good day. I'd probably, I'd probably, if I were you, I'd probably replant those peas and uh, uh, what are you cucumbers? Cucumber. Now they're not. The soil's not soggy, is it? It's not in a, the lower end of the garden, and well, and, uh, actually, not yeah, it is a low. It is a lower spot for the cucumbers, so that could be it too. Okay. Yeah, sometimes they'll rot off at the ground. Yeah, try try a uh, try hilling them a little bit. Try what? Uh, oh, hilling. Plant and ra- raise. Yeah, just raise the soil a little bit on that the spot, and that sometimes will. If they can get a root system out. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks again for your call, Sal. And we are still got a few more minutes left in the show. 210-308-8867. We'll be back in just a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Now, there's all kinds of great stuff leading up to Halloween right now at Millburgers. For instance, right now at Millburgers, you and the family can get some great 
pictures taken in the pumpkin patch, you can walk through the amazing hay maze. That's right. Millburgers famous hay maze is up and it's just a whole lot of fun. There's all kinds of scary stuff all around the nursery and you can enjoy the terror train all October, Saturdays from 10 to 2 and Sundays from 11 to 2. Right now you can enjoy the moon bounce. Always fun for the kids. And then mark your calendars because Saturday, October 28th and Sunday, October 29th is Millburgers' big celebration with face painting and a balloon artist Saturday and Sunday. The employees' Halloween costume contest where you actually can win big prizes just for voting. Go learn more at MillburgerNursery.com. That's MillburgerNursery.com to learn more. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. President Trump made a very important point in his response to the recent shooting in Las Vegas when he called it an act of pure evil. The judgment of evil here, real evil, should be beyond dispute. Evil is a fact, too. The secular worldview cannot use the word with coherence or sense. The acknowledgement of evil actually requires the affirmation of a moral judgment and a moral reality above human judgment. If we are just accidental beings in an accidental universe, nothing can be really evil. Evil points to a necessary moral judgment made by a moral authority greater than we are, God. It is both telling and reassuring that secular people, faced with the moral horror we now see in Las Vegas, can still speak of evil as a moral fact, even if they continue to deny moral facts in the classrooms and courtrooms. No one can deny that the horror in Las Vegas came about by an act that was evil, pure evil, and evil as a fact. I'm Albert Moeller. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line Hugh Hewitt reacts to the massacre in Las Vegas. This Stephen Paddock, we will find out more about him. I have no idea what his ideology, whatever it is, he's an evil man. And the Mesquite, where he is from, the retirement community, is 80 miles from Las Vegas. So he drove 80 miles with these weapons and got the top floor and waited until the closing act when everyone would be there. That is so chilling. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5, right before Mike Gallagher at 8 on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. I'm Barry Bess, filling in for Milton Glick. 
who will be back tomorrow. Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Trace from Millburgers is also joining us right now. We need you. Uh, we have a couple lines open at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. In fact, James is um, on the line right now. James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How can we help you? Hey, yeah, uh, I heard you all uh, talking about spinach uh, for uh, about, well, 40, 50 years. I've been growing a variety called uh, Bloomsdale Long Standing, and uh, it's the kind of spinach that uh, Jerry said that you uh, you can make a mess with. Right. Yeah, that that's the original spinach. It's uh, Bloomsdale. Bloomsdale. It's not a smooth leaf. It's this, what's the word, Jerry? Savoy. S- Savoy. Savoy. Yes. Curled. It's curly leaf. Yeah. Uh, that, that was the original. Uh, you you direct seed that, right? Well, you can transplant it, direct seed it. It just however you whatever you like to do. But um, when you get a mess, you take and you you fry some bacon. And then you fry some onion, and then you put that spinach in there, and then you can either put a little vinegar in there or some uh, vinegar hot sauce, and then you pretty much uh, get out of the way, man, because I'm going to eat it all. That's a real good spinach. That's can you taste blue. the spinach? <laughs> no, hopefully not. <laughs> yes, you sure can. Uh, that Bloomsdale is a real good variety for that kind of spinach eating, but if you're one of them uh, fancy folks that need the uh, little clip spinach, you you need to do like Jerry said and and grow that uh, smooth leaf, uh, pointy smooth leaf stuff. Yeah, I, ma- I imagine if you planted Bloomsdale close together, you could uh, get some semblance of a baby spinach. You you direct seed yours, I guess, but. Uh, and yeah, I'll see the row. They're usually on most seed racks at Bloomsdale. That's some really good spinach. If you want, uh, you know, cooked spinach like that, it's not uh, the kind you were talking about earlier that uh, you find in the, the stores in the in the bags. That, that right. James, when right. when do you have to? When can you seed it? That always the problem we had was you always had to wait so late to seed it, direct seed it. Do you? I guess you could tra- could put it inside and transplant. Probably September, October. You could have. That's yeah. when they do it in the in in the winter garden. And so it got we, cool enough there. For the, we should be cooling down. Uh, we should be cooling down, and uh, if you seed it in the garden and keep it nice and moist, you ought to get the 70 degrees that you need for germination on the lettuce and the spinach. But you right. have to keep your seed beds kind of moist. Right. Anyway, that's what I wanted to tell you about that Bloomsdale. It's uh, I used okay. to not be able able to find it, and uh, I used to try to get a lot of seed from Johnny's, and they never they never had it for ever since they've been Johnny's. Oh, but right. the last you know the last couple of years they they've introduced the Bloomsdale to the lineup. It's become real popular the old has become new again so johnny's has got it and uh 
I don't know anybody else that's got it, but uh, it's a really yeah, good the, spin, you guys. Like I said, it's an old, old, it's an old heirlooms type of spinach. Okay, mm-hmm. well, that, it was the original one. Have fun, and uh, uh, we're going into our winter garden time, and everything's looking like uh, like if we cool down a little bit, it'll it'll uh, start working. And that's supposed to be happening Tuesday or Wednesday. I hope right, thanks so. a lot for your call, James. Th- thanks, thanks for bye. calling. All right, thanks for calling. And we got uh, Greg on the line now. Greg, thank you for calling. You're on Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How can we help you this afternoon? All right, just have a, a quick question. Um, my yard is typically um, all um, Tiff Bermuda, and I keep my lower pretty low for that. Okay. Well, the other day my neighbor needed to buy my motor or more, and he's got St. Augustine, so, of course, he raised it up all the way. But when he brought it back, I uh, I started to lower it back down, and typically, this time of year, the last few cuttings of the year, I'll mow it exceedingly low, because it makes it a lot easier to get the leaves and stuff out of there. But right. my question is, would it, would it be better to, to leave it a little bit higher this time of year going into winter? No, and fall? no. No, you're doing you're doing exactly right by, by keep, keep it low cut. Because if you if you if you do high if you do high on that, uh, what what did you say it was a tiff? Yeah, that four nineteen tiff. Four nineteen yeah. If you if you let it get tall, and then mow it, and you've probably done this before. It, it'll it'll brown it out. It, it takes the yeah. it takes the foliage off the top. I doubt it yeah, will be growing very much at this time of the year anyway. But I would keep mowing it at the same height. Okay, and and I'm talking a little bit less than an inch and a half. Yeah, that's right. That's that's perfect. Like a golf right, course. Good. Yeah. Right, thanks do, a lot. Thanks a lot, Greg. Do you have a rotary mower or a reel mower? Uh, both. Um, I, I have some, um, I think it's oxalis that's gotten into this stuff. Yeah. And I mow it with that real mower uh, real low and try to kill it out. But it, right. <laughs> it, yeah, it that's the best way to mow that Bermuda. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, good right. luck to you. Thanks, Thank you very much for your call, Greg. We just have a few minutes left in the uh, show this afternoon. If you've got a real quick question, you can call 210 308 8867. And uh, 210-308-8867. Okay, Jerry, I'm going to ask you, earlier in the show I asked you what's your favorite or what would be the one plant that you would, um, if you could only plant one plant, and you said it was uh, pansy. pansy. What's the one plant you would always stay away from in South Texas? What's the one that would you would just not want to even try? You mean in, in the winter? Yeah, let's say the wintertime. One that we, you just know you're, you're not going to have any luck with. See, I got I almost I almost stumped him. I almost stumped him. <laughs> uh, or I guess maybe what would be the hardest to try to make anything out of? Well, so I, Kevin's not listening. So yeah, I, he's talking uh, to somebody else right now, so we can say whatever. But uh, the the most uh, dangerous one that you can grow are the uh, the one that you might t- you might tend to lose. The bloom, the blooms and buds on a cyclamen. Oh, really? They're pretty, mm-hmm. and and but they're expensive. 
Um, and uh, when we, we have, uh, have some unusual cold snaps come through, uh, if you don't cover with a blanket or something, mm-hmm. uh, you'll lose the bud, bloom buds on there, and they'll never rebloom. If so you were talking about a uh, pandy, part, pandy won't freeze. No. You were talking about a freeze. If we have a hard freeze, if if we have a hard freeze of just like one or two days, is that going? To, if you don't cover your plants, is that going to harm them? Yes, sir. Just even like one day, uh, a, yes, a hard freeze one yes, time. Yes, sir. Really? Kill all those tender buds. Mm-hmm. So if they get ready to bloom. So hard freeze would be uh, consi- like under thirty-two or thirty. It'd be it'd be under thirty. Under thirty. Yeah. Okay. Because I always thought that if it would have to take a couple of days of the hard freeze for the plants to be no, no, affected. No. So just as soon as you, as soon it, as you hear it, it depends on the plant and it depends on the preconditioning. Okay. In other words, have they have they experienced some cold temperatures before? Right. The really hard cold temperature. Hey, we have another caller real quick. Uh, Christina, Christina, thank you for calling. You're on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How can we help you? Hi. I'm calling today because I'm a new resident of Lavernia area where the ground is very, very sandy. My yard is really not a nice grass yard. We're going to have to put down some sod at the proper time. But I'm seeing that there is a grass that is full of birds. Um, I'm thinking that it might be... Get out of here. Grass birds birds in Lavernia? Who's ever heard of such a thing? I really need to get rid of that. Yeah, so I'm wondering you and everybody, you and everybody. Calvin, this person, this person that just moved to Lavernia and she's the birds amazed. are re-emerging. They're really a pesky problem, especially because we have animals. What is it? Well, what is it? The, the grass birds? This lady just moved to Lavernia and she's amazed that she's got grass birds. Uh oh. And she's wanting to know how to get rid of them. Um, you got to. Ch- it's, it's a lifelong. It's a lifelong deal. And you t- you referred her to Plant Answers, and I haven't done that uh, yet. There, you, you this this fall. There's not much you can do, but next spring you can start the process with the pre pre emergent. There are an annual flower, so you and PlantAnswers.com. It, you know, you use something like. Uh, a maze or XL, and it prevents the germination. But you use it in March 1st and also June 1st, and that'll cut it way back the number. But right now you're going to have to put up one thing. I, if it's not a huge area, and if there are those stickers are already starting to mature. I don't think she's got grass. You don't have grass now, do you? No, basically, right now, it, it looks to me like a, a bunch of different weeds, including these stickers, that have okay. all of a sudden come out over the past and there's no, I mean, is it is it a situation where you could drag a carpet, piece of uh, heavy carpet through there and, and catch most of the stickers? But if, if, you, if you got, you know, if it was in a lawn, you could. But if it's these, if it's all kinds of big weeds and things, or or a small child in a winter coat, <laughs> that's uh, that's Dr. Jerry Parsons. Uh, <laughs> they think it's fun <laughs> to be pulled behind the lawnmower. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Christina, thank you very much for your call. We're, we're just Mo, we're just getting running out of time. Here. Yeah. Molo, <laughs> Molo for the beginning. 
Molo well, for the beginning, and then go to PlantAnswers.com and, yeah. and look for the uh, uh, Sandburr control we, methods. We almost got through the entire show. There you go. I didn't want you to be disappointed. And uh, that was uh, Dr. Jerry Parsons, not Calvin Finch, not Barry Bess. <laughs> <laughs> it was Dr. Jerry Parsons. So with just a little bit of uh, time left here in, in the show, folks, um, if you've never been to Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. And it's on 1604 at Bulverde Road. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, if you go, uh, if you're coming on 281, go east on 1604, just a couple of exits, and you'll hit Bulverde Road. And uh, you just come on by. We're right next to the Valero. And if you come tomorrow between uh, noon and 2, you get to see Dr. Jerry and Dr. Calvin and Milton Glick Milton in person. Will be back. I don't know if that will scare people. No. Or if that will bring like too many people, so that you know there'll be like a they'll have to have like crowd control in front of the plants here. But he's he's mellowing in his old age. Yeah, he's mellowing. But that okay, uh, that was I was waiting oh, and waiting. Because yeah. I, I I'd been here for two shows over the last two weekends, and he hadn't had uh, a Jerryism yet. So um, I'm happy I, I made it. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much for letting me sit in for uh, Milton who will be back um, tomorrow. Now, you guys get a few weeks reprieve because I'll be back with you in the middle part of November. So you get a reprieve for me for a little bit. Okay. All right. uh, Stay tuned. Brand new program coming up here on 930 AM, The Answer. Chad Brady Real Estate. That's coming up next on 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.